met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. To the episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm going to hope tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this lady, Lisa, um, that is a true, true honor speaking with her. Yes, yeah. Please welcome um, the host and creator of Hermes Risen and the YouTube channel, DJ Elliot. Debbie Elliott. Now then, Debbie. Hi. Hi, General Lee. Good to be back. This is number three for us. Yes, thank you, dear. <laughs> it is, yeah. Number three. Three's a magic number. I'll tell you what. It is. It is that. And do you know something? Uh, when, when, when we've spoken about uh, what, what would make... Well, I mean, what would make... Um, Fascinating for for our listeners. We 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 have so many options, but we we narrowed it down to what we we both I guess it fascinating to us. Um, you know, I can't wait for this. It's it's it, it, this particular topic is um it's why I've always been interested in it. I, I, which one of those is is the right individual? All hail Debbie, this is you. <laughs> the uh, that you know, I've said this before, Debbie. You know, the I I respect everybody who researches, no matter what technique they use or what path they want to take. I respect everybody for that because I know it takes time, uh, and it's one of those. You, you know, it's support when you get the right support from a guest such as yourself. Um, but all along, so you have true knowledge. You're not just somebody that can um, read well. Which I mean, somebody who can read well, I respect that too. There is a clear distance, a clear in somebody who can read well and somebody who has true knowledge. I think you know what I'm, well, you know what I mean, don't you? Well, being able to read, I think, is a really important part of somebody's spiritual or soulful path anyway. There's, There's so much work out there that needs to be read and then taken in and thought about and pondered upon. And I know people like to be told what to know. But we have to verify things for ourselves always. 
which I, I love researching anyway. You're breaking up, General Lee. Should I tell you that? Oh, sorry. You're sounding I'm like a garlic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do, and you're going to go and exterminate yeah, the world. <laughs> if only I'd be well after them bees. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so there we right. You know, I've just probably just chatted a little bit of bullshit then. <laughs> but anyway, I think you should. Um, Let's get ready for at least Elephant Sleeper. Yeah, interesting <laughs> character. Yes, yes very. Um, you, and, am I wrong in this? I'm, I'm sure I read that Alistair Crowler, he was sons, well, as, uh, thought that he was um, a reincarnated. Eliphas Levi, along those lines. Yes, but the problem is... I'm not sure, is, is that something you've, you've read or heard of? No, he does say that. Crowley does say that. But the thing is, Crowley was born six months before Eliphas Levi died. So, not that I'm saying I'm a soul expert or reincarnation expert, but I don't quite get how that would work if... If Levi was still walking the planet when Crowley was a little baby, but maybe that is possible. Maybe someone could die and go and jump into somebody's body that's already alive. I, I, I don't know. And I've checked this. I've checked the dates, and other people have as well. And yeah, Crowley. Yeah, so he asked. He did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does say that. I don't know what to say to that one, Crowley. What do you think of that, Carl? <laughs> I don't. And um, I was trying to look up why he thought that. And I wonder if he just thinks that maybe he, he was, Crowley saw, I mean, not Crowley, I mean, Eliphas Levi saw as he was passing through the, the void after his death in his ether body. Maybe he yeah. saw a little baby Crowley and thought, what a wonderful magician that's going to be. I must jump into his body. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh... I think that's one, that one, um, that's been ticked off. So, yeah, Crowley, we're not having that, Alistair. Sorry, pal. <laughs> Please don't curse this, Alistair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he did much admire um, Eliphas Levi. Yes. And obviously he read all his books and understood all the dogmas and rituals that Levi put into his work. And I think Crowley probably tried to do them himself, perhaps copy copy them and then add a bit of his own stuff to it because that's the thing with magic, it should always be unique. All these people that copy everybody else and then don't have the same results, yeah. that's because magic, I think, can only be done once and then the next time it's being performed, it needs a little twist to it that whoever's performing, it's got to add their own little spark or inspiration to it that just changes it that little bit because magic should be personal, really. Are you saying unique to it to the practitioner? Mm. Uh, and if it's only only to be used once, or I can only be done once, then 
yes. In that style, it, it, in that it raises, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at that level as well. It, they're not just um, Paul Handel's magic magicians. These are legit um, <laughs> true magician, magicians. Yeah, um, it's not stage magic like Paul Daniels. I, I highly respect <laughs> anybody at that level. Though he is amazing. I'd love to be uh, able to do his tricks, Paul Daniels' tricks, or even Tommy Cooper's. Not a lot, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Cooper. <laughs> oh, he's a bad man. Yeah. Um, do you know... Can you do stage just, magic? Just can, you, you... can you do any? Me? Yeah. I can, I can make um, a liquid vanish mm -hmm. via a straw quickly. Is that magic? <laughs> <laughs> um, Very basic you know what magic. I mean? Like you can make yeah, basic, simple magic for a simple person. <laughs> <laughs> Naive but happy. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Yeah. With with um with the likes of like Eliphas Levi. Where, where did he get his um, inspiration from to to proceed with his path on magic? Well do you, he, do you, do you know that? Yeah, he he because he started off as a, a Christian priest. And went on to become a monk, and I think he got quite involved in perhaps ah, some of the more esoteric versions of the Christian books that are out yeah. there at that time. And he probably looked at people like um, Agrippa was a a, a Christian yeah. priest and a uh, worked magic as well. He was a bit of a sorcerer, and I think Eliphas Levi it led uh, him into he... deeper things. But then he also knew uh -huh. a woman. Sorry. Can you hear me okay? Can you can you hear me, Debbie? Yeah. Hello. Did you lose yeah, connection? Sorry, the connection's not the best deep. Yeah, um, it's better, we're back now. I didn't stop recording though, I just I just left it running. because uh, it's one of those it's just said the connections um pants. Probably the best way to describe it. Shit. Sorry for swearing, love. It happens. Um, yeah. It happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so as we then, with regards to, we, we mentioned about oh, where did um, Eliphas get his inspiration from? So, yeah, I was saying about how he, he started off being a priest and was looking into, um, yeah. I think, the deeper side of Christianity, more esoteric. But he also met this um, lady, this mystic woman, and her name was, oh. I hope I'm saying this right, Madame Guyon, which was spelt G-U-Y-O-N. I think French, that would be Guyon, something like that. <laughs> but, and, uh, Sounds like she, a chicken strip, like a Guyon. Yes. Well, she, she's known as what has started... The, um, the quietism movement, where they'd all sit in quietness. Quietism? Yeah, and after sitting... Silence is golden. 
That's it. Yes, silence is indeed golden. Silence is golden. Yeah, and speaking is silver tongued. If you know the craft. And dialogue. <laughs> so she she was teaching him how to um, sit and kind of ponder life, the universe, and at the same time connect with your higher self and the divine that's out there, and perhaps going on to the rest of the hierarchy of angels and such things. And I think from that. He then gathered, like Levi realized that there was more to a spiritual soulful path than just following Christian ritual. And he started to get results from that kind of thing. Because let's face it, when religion, you go to religion and you're told what to you're told what to think, you're told what to do. Yeah. They don't like it that you go and do your own thing. And in fact, this Madame Guron was suddenly seen as a heretic because she'd started this quietism movement. I think it made Levi suddenly realise, oh, I can find God myself. <laughs> I don't need this church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because originally... I think she was... sounds a bit, little bit. Could she... Sorry? Sorry, no, no go on. You, you, I'll, I'll, I'll say this for you. Well, well, originally, Eliphas Levi's name was Alphonse Constant. And when you go through a... A transformation like that from you want to become a new version of yourself and go on to higher things you normally take on a new name and that's how the name Eliphas Levi come about and Levi the Levites in Judaism were the ones that were sort of the holders of the book they were the ones that gave the priestly rights and such like and Eliphas I wonder if that came from perhaps um has it oh, go on. I thought you cut off again then, Debbie. Apologies. Oh, no, I think it's you that keeps cutting off. Sorry to blame it on you. <laughs> but I think it's still recording. <laughs> yes, it's still, it's still recording. As long as it's still recording. And I can't hear. Um, yeah, thanks, Debbie. I, Sorry. I know you've spoken to... I've listened to some of your other shows where you've talked to people that have been in magical societies and groups, and they've said about, you know, when you join these kind of things, you, you're given your magical name, or you start with... Because you want to do a new version of yourself. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. give yourself a new new name. So that's why Eliphas Levi took on this name, where before he was known as Alphonse, Alphonse Constant. Because he was a Frenchman, so, you know, that's why it's Alphonse Constant. Yeah. Probably Constant with a French language <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's like is it so is it am i correct to assume it's almost like um i guess being reborn mm, under a yes. different name yes you see a, a lot of um you see a lot of celebrities like musicians where they, they kind of take that persona over don't they yeah it's like you're um, leaving your old life behind so that you could go on and be this new yeah performer whether it's a performer of magic or music or performer yeah. of some kind you take on a new name i must admit i dallied with starting with a new name when i started my youtube channel and then um <laughs> and i was going to do all this new art okay. and i made all this new art and i was going to use yeah. this new name and then i signed everything dj elliot instead of the new name i was going to use which i'm not going to tell anyone what it is now but um you know <laughs> it was really weird I just forgot to put the new name in. <laughs> well, you can change it whenever you want, Debbie. That's the old, um, that's the, the gift of, of having your own show. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it's, there's so many people. Um, so many people have a, um, a pseudonym. I mean, I've got one. I just think it's uh, for for me. I just thought it was a little bit common sense because you know how people are when it, it, the slightest thing you can say out of context, and um, especially with like when you've got a podcaster and you covering controversial topics, people judge you. People don't know you, but they'll still judge. And it's like your workplace. I think one of the main reasons for not putting me proper name on it was common sense. I just no, don't I think it would be a, a, a good move. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know who I am. Uh, those people who really know me, I'm not. I, they're the people I trust. But most you know, people um, that would throw shit at you. They're all these trolls that hide behind avatars and are using fake names anyway. I find it hilarious. They won't even put on their real face or give their real name when they sit there <laughs> on, yeah, on YouTube yeah. or on um, the uh, all the other places that we put our stuff up. I think it's outrageous. I agree. It is um, certainly is, Debbie. <laughs> but at least be honest as it to who you is. are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why I, I, I appreciate um, the relationship that we have. I mean, we've not known each other for too long, but yeah. whenever we speak, Debbie, it's always positive. And I always learn something from you every time we speak. And I think that that's what makes... That's, that's what makes this community so um, so intriguing to me. Because you, you, it's like you get a, we. It's like an, it's almost like a bond with um, creatives, and it's special. It's special when I speak to you because um, <laughs> you really are um, you really are extraordinary, Deborah. Oh, thank you very much. Well, you are good to put on all these shows. You do fantastic shows. Thank you very much. With other people as well. I mean, you know, you get some great people speaking about subjects. Like you say, many people want to put this kind of thing down. But those that are really interested appreciate the work that, you know, we're doing, you and I are doing and other people are doing because they there's a great awakening happening even more so in the last few years. And these people want to learn about people from the past that have had to go through the same kind of path and learn from them. Okay, we have to blaze our own path forwards, but we need to know what other people did so we can make sure we don't make mistakes or make the mistakes they did or learn from their mistakes. And they can guide us on to encourage us that we're doing the right thing because as you say people want to poo poo us all the time how dare they <laughs> <laughs> they do i don't i don't understand why, why they certain people are like that way because they're threatened they're threatened because they can't think for themselves i, I, I love that yeah yeah it's like a truth really does hurt yeah and it's rocking their boat. So if they feel like they've got to say something horrible, then something inside them is grating. 
And maybe it's the truth trying to niggle at them to make them wake up. But we've also got a member that yeah. government sends trolls as well. You know, there's there's paid trolls out there to try and bring people like us down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you think that? I mean, at the end of the day, it's free knowledge. Having uh, you know that. Oh, you there? You've broken up again. Yes, I mean, has it broken up again? Yeah, just then, just as you just speaking, out. you're back again now. Yeah, I can see when it happens, all the lights come on on the Skype and then you come back again. <laughs> the lights, that's weird, that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, you know, you... Elphus Levi himself, he got poo-pooed, let's say, or... Uh, heckled by people all the time because he was bringing out stuff that um, they didn't want. Poo pooed. Poo pooed. <laughs> people are poo pooing people for trying to be true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yeah. Because he wrote the book, think... The Bible of the Free, or was it The Bible of the Liberated? And he was trying to encourage people to go forth and find things for yourself you don't need to go and listen to your church priests and <laughs> that kind of really annoyed them <laughs> but that went down well <laughs> and that's what we're doing we're don't, listen to them. Don't, listen to them. <laughs> don't go to church you don't need to find god within and that's what all these hecklers and people that attack us are the same kind of thing they don't want to be told that they can go do things for free it's a fright to them because yeah, it makes is... them realise how lazy they are. But they just want to live like a robot, <laughs> do what they're told. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't go to that church. Read one of my grimoires instead. Yes, exactly. Read <laughs> <laughs> a couple of candles. <laughs> don't oh, listen to I the BBC. It. Go and listen to General Lee's podcast. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I love that letter. <laughs> Quality. But it's because we're trying to encourage people, aren't we, between us and uh, you know others like us to to do things for yourselves and be free. How dare we want yeah. to be free? I think you've disappeared again, haven't you? You know, Davros is back. Yeah, you have. You turned into Davros. Is that again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a good dude, Davros. Uncle Davros. Son. But one, one of the things we, we, we could do. Go on. Yeah. So we could do with a Davros. Well, we could do with a Time Lord as well, under. really. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Davros, it makes me Doctor Who. <laughs> love it, love it. It's, pretty, it's funny because we're both laughing quite a bit. But I had a quote from Eliphas Levi. If you don't mind, I'm just going to read it to you because he's oh, Eliphas please, Levi please, says, "Laughter is forbearance. Laughter is philosophy. The heavens clear when they laugh." 
and the great secret of divine omnipotence resides in an eternal smile. And it's so true, isn't it? We feel so much better when we laugh and when we smile. And all these um, hecklers I was talking about earlier, they're probably the ones that are sitting there miserable in their yeah. little homes in front of their computer, hiding behind their avatar with a straight face and whatever up their backside where we're trying to laugh and be yeah. free. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, it's, uh, well, you, it's not me laughing. It's the <laughs> first time I smiled today when um, I started speaking to you, Deborah. <laughs> well, at least I've made someone I appreciate smile. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I really do. But I know there's also a lot of trouble in the world and there are reasons not to smile, you know, especially in the time we're living at the moment. There's so many disasters going on out there, war and earthquakes and things like that. Yeah. But if you're not actually personally involved in it, you've got to make the most of your life and not be sucked in by the TV of oh, all these poor people and feeling all down for them. We've yes. got to do what we can. Yeah. We can send prayers. We can meditate on the situations yeah. to send down higher powers. But at the same time, we've got to make sure we stay light-hearted in ourselves yeah yeah this is um that's lovely thank you like i said I, at the start i um i'm always honored to be speaking to you follow our conversations every single episode is is, is a killer episode so <laughs> um you are a true gift, Deborah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, it's just passing on knowledge, so, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in um, in a very understandable way. Right, I think that's part of your gift, having that ability to to be able to truly explain it in a, a way that everybody can understand. And hopefully present, work with. You present, you, I'm sorry, go on. Yes. Yes, you, no, you, you, present, you present yourself um, very well. Because we were talking earlier about people changing their names. People also put on masks. And we all put on masks to try and get through yeah. life, obviously. But I think one of the main things about esoteric, esoteric paths and working on yourself is we're trying to remove that mask and be the real person that we are. And deep down, we're kind, loving, happy souls. We're just put down by society, put down by the cabal <laughs> that runs this universe, you know, put down by demonic forces. <laughs> and we must raise ourselves up above it. And I know it's, you know, we hear it everywhere of, you know, Buddha says about it, or oh, we've just got to not be attached to things. We've got to understand that our desires are the things that bring us down. But if we can let go of all that, though, you know, many of us, we all know we need money for food. We need money for rent. And it's hard in this kind of world, but it's easier to find them things when we're feeling more one with ourselves and got an inner peace in inside ourselves. And when we've got a... You know, I'm not saying you put a smile on your face and you go out and you'll get what you want. But if you're feeling more uplifted, things will come towards you more than if you're That's down in the dumps, black cloud over you. You will bring more black clouds towards you, like attracts like kind of thing. And people yeah. will boo, boo yeah. me for this and say, oh, it's so easy for you to say that. 
well I've had to work on myself for many 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 years <laughs> to get to that um but yeah. we, it's it's down to every different person one person might suddenly pick this up and think oh yeah that's how to do it and change their whole life you know it's um one of the things i always recommend to pe people is louise l hayes book you can heal your life which encourages you to look at why you feel down what is it that's putting you down and how to lift yourself up or how to turn as they say turn that frown around um <laughs> because we let things get to us and we want to suffer but we need to um not let that suffering drag us down deep down yeah. down into the depths we want to be instead raising ourselves up yeah yeah i uh, i love that never and uh, i i couldn't agree anymore <laughs> And I know some people like to do it through magic. Well, magic doesn't have to be a spell where you go and, you know, call up a demon or anything like that. Magic can be working on yourself. Or I'm going to make myself feel better in myself. I'm going to turn all the, you know, our cells in our body, they all respond to how we're feeling. You know, we're, we're like something like 70, 80 percent water. And that's all can be um, worked upon with our thoughts. If we're feeling down then that water, then water cells inside us and all the other cells inside of us will feel that throughout our body. But if we try to lift ourselves up, that will start working all the other cells in our body and will move through our body and make us feel better in ourselves. Yeah. I, I love that, Deborah. And uh, spot on for me. Spot on. <laughs> I suppose one of the things like we was talking about grimoires earlier, a lot of grimoires, we can make yeah. our own grimoires with uplifting positive mantras and say them over and over, even if it's just in our heads. You know, I used to be me and my friend that used to do mantras would walk around going to meet each other across the park, one from one end, me from the other end. And we'd both be saying a little mantras under our voice. And how many people probably thought, look at them two talking to themselves until we met. <laughs> but you know there's nothing yeah. wrong with walking around and quietly under your breath you know like one of my favorites is the om mani padme hom mantra om mani padme hom you know if you say it enough oh, it starts revert sorry i'll tell you what right that i, I... om mani padme hom yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you, I mean, I, I, the reason I found it was I used to watch quite a lot of, you know, that Asian, Japanese, like, extreme cinema. Yeah. And that kind of thing sort of went how Did you go really, up on Monkey? Did you used to watch Monkey, Journey to the West? Tripitaka. Yes. Monkey. <laughs> yes, that's it. equal to heaven. Monkey. <laughs> you know those kinds of programs. We were so lucky to grow up with because Sunday then ideas were being put oh. into us at that young age. And children should be watching you Monkey know, and such like rather than Teletubbies. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't if if anybody's not familiar with um, a series called Monkey, what was out in. What was it? Eighties. It was out. Never. Well, I watched it in the seventies. Eighties, wasn't it? 
Seventies. Well, seventies. Yeah, right. but well, we were I mean, happy I was born, shown born in seventy seven. Hmm. Oh, it was definitely repeat. I, I, I only wish it was on that. But saying that, have you seen the the remake sort of? Well, on Netflix. Yes. See, I don't like have all these remakes it? when they change the storyline and change the characters. Yeah. I think that was an inversion of a one because the the book is amazing and the programs we were talking about that we watched as children that was true to the book but it's like an inversion really? that we're doing yes the ones no, we I didn't grew know up that with. I didn't know yes. that because monkey's always looking to be finding redemption isn't he and so are the others pigsy and um fishman and trippy Tarka's always been the the buddha that the, um not the buddha she was a bodhisattva i think or anyway or he um it was all about getting the holy books across <laughs> the country, wasn't it? I, I like your little Anna. Oh, he. <laughs> well, well, it was meant to be a he, but they had a lady play the part. But in Netflix... Yes, they the same was meant to be a dude, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But she was fantastic as Trippy Tarka. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but the new series has inverted it all, and I'm seeing this happening a lot with a lot of the sacred old stories that have an esoteric tale to them. You know, they're trying to take away the true meaning and the magic of what them books and stories were about. So I poo-poo Netflix's new version. <laughs> and well, I tell everyone to go and watch the 70s. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you know something like that? Uh, um, I'm going to I'm gonna have to get stuck in back on Monkey Lily. Well, I know it was on London Live Channel for us in the UK for a while, and they keep putting it back on every few months, um, London Live. So, you know, you might catch it on there again soon. Well, you know, if if you get the chance, if you get the chance, you know, it's not, it's not really. Um, what what I'm trying to say is, if you get the chance to send it or find a link and you send me a link to this this London Live, um, I'll I'll try and watch it through through that method. Okay then. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you what. Hang on a minute. Well, one thing, while you're doing that, Jeez. one thing I think is really important about the monkey series we're talking about that we grew up with is when you watch it again, you start looking out for the statues of the Buddha. There's always a statue of a Buddha somewhere in the scene. Oh, not in all the scenes, but, you know, it became a bit of a, a thing that me and a few other um, people that were studying Buddhism at the time, when we started noticing it and we started watching all the episodes, it's like, so they're trying to put subliminally the Buddha into your mind, which is fantastic, obviously, because Buddha achieved enlightenment and that's what hopefully will help yeah. us work on ourselves where this new netflix series has very little proper esoteric uh subliminal messages in it yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i think it's um it's a fascinating series um and it really is it's brilliant i love that as growing up as a kid yeah and what I, mean, characters I, I look at it like oh sorry go on <laughs> No, uh, um, I'm just um, thinking that we, we didn't have much back then with regards to um, television and shows. So a monkey was huge in, in this country anyway, huge. 
Well, he was like a rebellious re rebel, wasn't he? He's a rebellious character. So we yeah, got yeah. quite caught up yeah. with that because I'm a bit of a rebel myself. But at the same time, he was being <laughs> yeah. shown the way to part. And he was he wanted to achieve um, redemption. He wanted to make himself better. And, you know, Pigsy was a bit like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I'll go along with it. Where's the birds and the food? He was born idle once. <laughs> he was lazier than a camel in a sandstorm, Pigsy. Just eating all the time and... <laughs> <laughs> Probably shit, shitting everywhere, and you know, like um, again. Are you making me swear today, Debbie? <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember this before. when Monkey used to go <laughs> to get his cloud so he could fly around? That is probably was it. It's like a whistle, did one. Like it was, wasn't it? Sorry, I just something. remember this would be audio only, yeah. but he like used to do the finger. So that was magic, wasn't it? He used to do the finger symbol across yeah, his mouth yeah, and yeah. then do a whistle and his flying cloud would turn up and take him to wherever he wanted to go. He could go anywhere, that dude. Anywhere. <laughs> and it's, do you know, I didn't, obviously, you're a kid, you don't realise, but I didn't realise that, that, that Monkey, this particular entity, that he's a buzzer god, mm. was a true god mm. for, for the... Um, for the that for the Asians, the Asian yeah, they all were. But the problem with Monkey was he then decided to go and overthrow heaven, and that's where he went wrong, and that's why he was imprisoned <laughs> under the rock because he wanted to take it. He, he was great sage, equal to heaven. He thought he was equal to heaven, and he, you know he had to learn. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Um, am I? Uh, Do you see a link own um, entity that rebelled against heaven? Absolutely. Came to yes. earth. Fell yes. to earth. Exactly. Yeah. Beginning with S. Mm. Or L. Oh. It was actually Lucifer that led the war in heaven. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes, there is, isn't there? So this story has been with us for a long, long, long time and in, in different cultures. So something went on in heaven in the past and every culture's got a story that goes with it. But there is some kind yeah. of link where, you know, Lucifer was the light bringer. Monkey yeah. is kind of like, um, you know, we always see monkeys as kind of funny, um, mischievous characters and Lucifer was seen as that as well. But to have that ego so big that they both think that they can take over heaven and then they had to be reprimanded for it. And both are sent to, yeah. you know, thrown out. <laughs> and then one, yes, one, one uh, was oh, gone, yeah. That's, um, this is what I mean. I mean, um, back then, I, I had no clue. Obviously, you, I was a kid, so you're not going to have a clue. But I, I don't at all remember my parents mentioning anything, but they, they probably weren't into that kind of thing back then. No, I don't think many people were actually. You say it's different times, isn't it? They just saw it as a fun children's show that kept us amused. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. like I was saying, um, it's probably subliminally going into our subconscious to keep us awakened. Yeah. For where, oh, to wake up as we got older, or to stay on a spiritual, soulful path. You know, people like us that watched Monkey as a child. I know many, 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 and they're all ones that have been 
continue to have a little bit of an interest in practice Buddhism or gods or deities or monkey god or animal deities because that's been put into us and then that continues you know you, you read the book when you're older and you suddenly realize what that book was all about which was you know like I say taking the holy books across um, Asia wasn't it that's why it was journey from the east they were bringing from the east the holy books to the west to try and yeah you know sort us <laughs> us the barbarians of the west yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah true <laughs> yeah it's um fascinating do you remember um a series called the water margin well that was before it wasn't it but i do remember before the it was margin. before yeah. it was in the books it's yeah. a story before journey to the west but it's all connected in a way but the water margin was fantastic as well but as a child i didn't really understand it but i couldn't stop watching it <laughs> yeah it's it, it, the same goes uh, i mean Oh, you're breaking up again. Sorry, love. Um, yeah, I think with Water Margin, uh, I, I mean, I only seen them as on repeats when they were on BBC Two. I think it was BBC Two or Channel Four, something like that. And I think they were on like Sunday afternoon. Um, I loved it just as much as Monkey, but it, I don't think it had that the same impact for. Um, Still, I loved it. Well, it had quite an the water um, margin of Longshan Po, I think it was somewhere like that. Yeah, and it had kind of like obviously for us as children, we didn't understand that way of living or that culture, but it made us aware of them, didn't it? And made us aware that there was yeah. a different way people lived in a different way to us Westerners, but there was still a, a kind yeah. of um, more of a compassionate thing, wasn't it? Because it was still based on a Buddhist teaching story. So it was still trying to teach us how to be compassionate, be compassionate to all beings. Yeah. Yet at the same time, it had all the martial arts and the Kung Fu, which we all loved, because <laughs> we were all Kung Fu fighting. <laughs> Kung Fu. <laughs> I love that. Can't <laughs> go again, David. Did you just do a little Kung Fu kick? What? <laughs> <laughs> but we were, you know, that was the time of Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee brought the west, east to the west again. And his book on aphorisms, I can't recommend enough to people. He had such a wonderful understanding of how to work on oneself, one's body, one's heart, and one's mind. Um, and not many people have know about this little book of aphorisms he did. Obviously, he brought us. Um, the Tao of Yeet Kung Du, you know, his way of fighting. But to understand the way yeah. of his fighting, you needed to understand yeah. the philosophy as well. Yeah, he's um, a very, very interesting individual. Uh, I don't know, you, you know, like what, what, what's really happened to him? Uh, it's a shame, uh, but I think there's a lot we didn't know about him. No, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I, I think 
I think that people um, wanted to prevent any anything any any form of progression or philosophy study, we should say of Bruce Lee. And I think he, he he wasn't with us for long enough. I don't I don't know. And well, his son as well. Yes, exactly. Because he was bringing us a way of thinking for ourselves. And I've just realised something. I'm just going to stand up for a minute and this is going to freak you out. But I know this is an audio show, but you've seen my T-shirt. I can't believe we were talking about. I've got a monkey T-shirt on. This is, did you? Seriously, I can't, yeah, that's I monkey. can't see it. Jeet Kune Do. Is it? Have you got a Jeet yeah, Kune Do um, T-shirt? Monkey was made into a musical by Damon Orban from Blur. So yeah, that's why I've got. I'm. I can't believe I'm wearing a monkey t-shirt from his. Um, uh, because stand up again, today. please, Debbie. Sorry, Debbie. Do you just could you stand up again, please? Yeah. I, I oh, hold on. So, so this is. Where Damon, did you get that from? Well, from the show that Damon Albarn put on on Monkey. So he had, you know, like the gorillas, the cartoonist. He did. Yeah, I do monkey like gorillas. Yeah, isn't that weird that I put that T-shirt wow, on today? <laughs> but going back to Bruce very, Lee, very, yeah, Bruce Lee's, I love that T-shirt. <laughs> Bruce Lee's philosophy was freeing people, wasn't it? And it was maybe making people realise that they can be an individual and um, express themselves. Like his book's actually called "The Art of Expressing the Human Body." He he wanted to help people to go forward. Like if you if you feel good in your body and you feel good in your mind, then you will feel good in everything that you do. Yeah. And you know the the cabal of this world don't want people thinking for themselves or feeling good because who knows what that could lead to? Well, it leads to freedom and liberation out of the system. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. And so he probably was a threat. You know, and he was influencing yeah. a lot of very famous people at that time as well. You know, a lot of the big yeah. actors and um, musicians were coming to him for private lessons. So he was helping them to open up uh, to these kind of pathways. And once you start doing that kind of thing, because I know lots of people go for their martial arts exercises, which is great. Go and do that. Do your Tai Chi, do your Kung Fu, do your Jiu Jitsu. But you also yeah. need to understand the philosophy behind it all. Because the most important thing is that you, there, the, the philosophy, the main philosophy also is, again, compassion, and that you should never really be raising your fist to anyone. It should all be defense. These, these are martial arts are taught to you for defense mode, for when someone attacks you, you never go out and yeah. attack someone else because you're supposed to be, you know, a compassionate person and you should be able to settle any kind of trouble. Or argument through verb being verbal. Um, Bruce Lee was very adamant about that. We don't go and just because someone's pissed you off, you don't go and do a wah ha wah and you know, warty chop them. <laughs> you try and talk them down and try and talk sense. That's why we speak. <laughs> no more kung fu fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, we're going to have to get these sound clips and store them. <laughs> oh, well, I love it. I love it. 
<laughs> I wonder how. Hey, I wonder if I'll just leave out his uh, sounds <laughs> in French. <laughs> he did magical invocations of sounds. Sorry. <laughs> if yeah, if there's any French listeners, I hope there is. I hope you can understand me at least. But. <laughs> It would sound very, very creepy and weird if a French person uh, had any form of attack. <laughs> An attack sound like Debbie's just done. Please, <laughs> if you do, send the clip in so we can play it. If you, ooh la la! Elephant Levi actually was in for a long time, so he spoke very good English. <laughs> right. Oh, yes, what about it? I'm guessing was it London? I'm guessing. Yes, it was. Yeah. Because yeah. he he used to teach a lot of people his private, um, oh. you know have one-to-ones with people of teaching them magic and uh such like and um invocations and things because a lot of people know him for the statue of baphomet i meant to get my statue of baphomet down but he's in a box over there and i can't get him out now but you know who baphomet is yeah oh the 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 symbol of balance yes he is a symbol of balance and i'm glad you know that because most people say to me but the devil and he's not the devil at all (laughs) He's yeah, the I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, I know. But you see, when you say that to people, they they can't accept it. They, it it's just this is the thing, um, Debbie. People don't like being wrong. I, you know, I make so many mistakes. I, mean, I don't claim to be an expert in anything, but if, I make mistakes and I learn. Like, like I said, every episode I do, I'm always learning from the guests. I, I have a lot of respect for everybody who comes on. Everybody. And I, might, but, I have respect for see, people to admit they're, they're wrong. You know, when they don't want to admit that yes. they're wrong, that's ego. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they don't like it, do they? Uh, but, yeah, uh, me, I mean... We haven't really spoke uh, on uh, Baphomet at this level anyway, not yet. I think um, I, I'll, I'll, I'm still sticking to what, what I believe anyway, and that is the symbol of balance, even though you can look at it in a dark way. You could look at it in a light way, really. Mm-hmm. And again, as above, so below. Exactly, because he's even got the hands doing one up, one down. One yeah, up to the yeah. stars, one down to the to the earth. And as you know, there's many male and female, all the male and female body parts. Okay, it's a goat head. You know, it's, he's also known as the goat of Mendes. I've actually got here, it's a the bit of a long quote if you want. Yeah, it's known as the goat of please, Mendes. Please. <laughs> so this is Eliphas Levi's quote of why he made the Baphomet statue. So he says, the goat on the front piece carries the sign of the pentagram on the forehead with one point at the top, a symbol of light, his two hands forming the sign of hermeticism, the one pointing up to the white moon of Chesed. So this is Kabbalah here because he's very into his Kabbalah. You know, the Jewish tree 
Jewish Kabbalah tree. Right, right. So he says, "Once the um, tree of life." Yes, yes. And yes. it starts at the bottom with Malkuth, which is Earth, and goes up to God, which is Keter Elohim. So um, Levi's put this Elohim. Bottom. Yeah, Elohim's Keter Elohim is the the gods. It is the gods. It's plural. Nice one. So he's saying one's pointing to the white moon of Chesed. And that's love, Chesed, and the other pointing down to the black one of Geberu, which I believe is judgment. Uh, this sign expresses the perfect harmony of mercy with justice, and that is really important in life. Like we were talking earlier about people fighting just for the sake of fighting, but we need mercy and justice to help bring, you know, to stop fighting. We need justice to make sure that everything's a level playing field and we need mercy to forgive those that do do wrong everybody deserves a redemption and everybody deserves some mercy if they are aware of what they've done wrong when they're not aware of what they've done wrong that's a different uh thing when they're adamant that what they've done which we know is wrong but they think is right you know like let's say pedophilia or something and a guy you know i've met many well i've not met many people i've seen many shows where people talk pedophiles talk about you know, bring down the age of um, uh, when when you can have sex with youngsters, which is not a good thing at all. But they believe in their selves that what they're doing is okay. Well, we know that's wrong. Well, that's yeah, a different way. way of dealing with it. I'm not sure how one works with that, obviously, you know. Clearly a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but when someone knows that they're wrong, I, that, that can be given mercy. Yeah. That person can be given mercy and justice. I love that. But he also goes on to say, his one arm is female, the other male, like the ones of the Adrenine. And he attributes um, these to unite those of our goat because he is the one and the same symbol, which is a bit confusing. But he's in the olden days, the goat was known as, could be used as a scapegoat as well. There was all these different rites yeah, where all everybody's sins were taken by the priest and put into a goat and that goat would then be slaughtered or set free to go and wander the wilderness. And that's where we get the term scapegoat. So there's something about goats taking everybody's sins on. And I think that's what he's trying to relate to here. And he goes on to say, the flame of intelligence shining between his horns. So he's got two horns at the top of his head and there's a flame. Um, and this is the flame of intelligence shining between his horns is the, the magic light of the universal balance. And you was talking about it all being the symbol of balance. And what is balance? Male and female coming together in a balanced way. In harmony, mm -hmm. uh, maybe. As one. Yes. We are as one. I mean, there's, I mean, it's one of the most powerful things when you get to two like-minded individuals together but capabilities if it looks mm -hmm. at it, it's endless really can't it absolutely well he goes on to say actually is... he says that the image of the soul elevated above matter as the flame whilst being tied to matter shines above it so you know we are all reaching to go upwards but when we're uh, caught up in this material world we're pulled down into matter but we're trying to reach up to the, to the divine, to the heavens, to our um, higher self. And he, our soul is, 
you know, nobody really knows where the soul is, but I think he's trying to say here, the soul is above us that we're trying to reach up to. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, have you yeah. ever thought about where the soul is? Where do you think it is? It's not a trick question because no one knows the answer, but, you know, I find it interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I, I believe it's within. I think we, um, we seek. It's probably the opposite of what we believe. Mm -hmm. Like as if, like, I mean, I, I believe everything's a huge misconception anyway. I mean, it, it, it's especially with when there's like uh, dark occultism, I think it, 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 this is the, the misconception. Uh, it, it's just my opinion, David. I'm most likely wrong, but it's just my, uh, my theory, I guess. I think it is within, within ourselves. I agree with that. And everyone's allowed an opinion. If that and I'm makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the soul's definitely a part of us, you know. Though Steiner yeah. says it's in yeah. the etheric body and that the dark ball will try and make a vaccine that will, or a, uh, something like that in the future that will disconnect our etheric body from us and that will take our soul away. Yeah. But many people won't notice because they, they don't pay attention to their soul where people like you and me we do and hopefully your listeners do otherwise they wouldn't be listening to your show they must have a soul in them because they want I to help so. I, I love it. that Debbie thank you yeah <laughs> I think I, I am um, I appreciate every single person that listens to, to subconscious realms you know I I won't be doing it if it wasn't for the listeners they um they feel so much passion I love them all. Every single guest what comes on. I, I, again, I have so much respect for everybody who who has who has that. Uh, I'd say what drive because it's not easy. It's not easy getting on. Um, I'm I'm discussing some some of these subjects. I, I really do appreciate everybody who listens and joins. Because at the end of the day, Deborah, subconscious realms wouldn't exist if it wasn't for, for everything. And, and for Everybody's us to go on this class, we need to go into our subconscious realm. So it's a fantastic title. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, different, something different. Uh, so I'll just try and keep the show as unique as I can. It's not easy when, you know, the, the easiest thing to do is follow suit, but what everybody else is playing, um, and unfortunately, a lot of shows. Again, I'm not, I'm not calling any other show. I, I'm just, I'm just explaining what, how I see things, and probably how they see things as well. Uh, the, the easiest thing to do is copper. Oh, for example, um, what so. Uh, one other um, other podcast, they'll talk about UFOs. It's it, it's a subject. What it's unavoidable. But how I would do it is, um, 
try and just make it a little bit different. Like, because it's, it's like I said, it's easy to um, to follow suit on copper. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that a little bit of a challenge where throwing something a little bit weird as well. Something different. Yes, yeah. That's why I like your shows. <laughs> oh, thank you. And you have yeah, such guests anyway that, that do look at things a bit more deeply than... You know, even some YouTube channels that I used to watch that don't go as deep as some of your guests do. So, oh, thank you. Yes, um, I am. Um, I, I feel blessed <laughs> having such a, such a wide uh, variety of elite level guests. Um, you know, I I mean, look at you, Debbie. I do what I can. <laughs> but I feel like that it's good that people do these kind of shows. So it's good that we're getting it out there for people that, because there's many people that don't know where to go, what to do, or are stuck somewhere and don't know. They want to know there's other people like them out there and it encourages them. We're trying to make them yeah. feel that yeah. they're not alone. We're all in this together. I know some people use the word tribe. Some people use the word community. You know, I, I, that's what we all are. And we need to help each yeah. other or at least try and put uh, feelers out there for people to think, right, I'll look down that path. Like someone might like, like we've just said about Baphomet, they might have before just thought, no, that's a dark entity. But now they're thinking, right, I'll go and have a look at it more and I'll try and understand this scale of balance because I need to be balanced in myself. Because one thing I do know where yeah. people have tried to use the statue of Baphomet for dark forces or dark things, it's not worked for them because Baphomet is balanced. So if you try to go too much one way, it will pull you back the other way. It won't work, would it? Like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people as well, they, they won't be able to accept that. Mm-hmm. That's genuinely how I see it as well. Your explanation of it, Debbie, is spot on for me. Mm-hmm. Still, regardless of people still look at it as a negative aspect. Because they don't understand the Sorry, symbolism. Debbie. And symbolism, they'd see it as a negative aspect, as you say, because they don't understand all the symbolism on it. The amount of people that just look at a pentagram and go, which, or, you know, dark magic but the pentagram itself is actually earth wind fire earth wind fire water and spirit you know it it represents the five elements but it's such bad connotations there you go it's it's like um it's like i'm saying just is the um what it actually means See, because of, I mean, it doesn't tell when you get like the church of Satan using it as if it is something, but it's not. It's like um, demonizing and the, uh, the meaning of it. Yes, it's again, like we were saying about monkey, they've inverted what the symbolism was all about. Like, you know, like yeah, the Nazis. I, I, I mean, back on to- Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah. Well, yeah, they did the, the, the um, 
with the Nazis and the um, swastika. Yeah, you know, that, that was before a life-giving force symbol, especially in Tibet and yeah. a few other places, and they've just taken it. I think they reversed it, though sometimes I need to find out if that actually did happen, but, you know, they've inverted it in their own way to be a, a life-giving force for their, what was it, their... They were, uh, an Aryan race, wasn't it? They wanted to bring forth. So they were trying to yeah. use that um, power to revert to help their dreams of the what they thought the perfect Superman was. That was it. Yes, but it didn't work for them. So <laughs> because they were trying no, to invert that symbol. Believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a, a very it's, important uh, symbol that Eliphas Levi used was the peace sign. Did you know that? And, you know, um, here's a Crowley and Levi connection. Winston Churchill needed something to counteract the Nazi salute. And this is where yep. Crowley comes in. Crowley gave Winston Churchill the peace sign as a symbol to counteract yep. it. But originally, Eliphas yeah, Levi took it up. Sorry? Now, I did not know this. I did not know Victor mm. Ruby. Now, what you just said then, David, I didn't know that um, Eliphas Levi had a, this peace symbol before Crowley. Yeah, um, it was called the Sarkidotal Hand. The Sarkidotal Hand, and he had it, so it was up against a wall. And on the wall would be the shadow of the peace sign. And it does kind of look like a goat and a goat's head, goat's horns, but it's the peace sign of the hand, the white hand, counteracting or working with again balance the darkness of the shadow um it's difficult to do you need wow. hopefully you could find it to use it as the thumbnail maybe because it's a wonderful picture that would be good yeah, yeah. um so the peace sign's a really important sign that we still need to keep using because it counteracts the shadow and make you know make sure people don't start inverting yeah. that you know we, we have the Doing it the other way around, the yeah. two fingers as a two fingers up at you. I said that then. I, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Sneaking at two fingers, then I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was going, I thought I had the quote for the sarkidotal hand, but I can't find it. Maybe it's just uh, disappeared in my. Uh, where was it? Where did I put it? Because it, it's quite important that he did this. He's saying that, oh, I see, I found it. The definition of the word sarcodotal is that of a priest relating to the priesthood. The deeper esoteric meaning is that of a superpower or a spiritual power. And this is what, you know, Levi was trying to do, put forth a spiritual power. So in the drawing, the right hand is held up before a wall, backlit, so its shadow plays upon the wall. The hand is given what we call today the peace sign, palm to wall, index and middle finger. Um, and yeah. it's the words of benediction. And he's got the Hebrew words for Yahweh are written around it. Um, so it's kind of like. Um, it's a, a, a blessing upon, I think he's saying evil magic and evil spirits. So, you know, if you ever feel that you're in a being attacked by some dark entity that you can't see or, or you just know yeah. you know much or many of your viewers will know you get that sense something's not right something's here just do that peace sign you know and obviously call upon 
whatever deity you believe in, please sign it away. Yeah. <laughs> Be gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then do a little karate yeah. chop just to make sure. <laughs> Not forgetting, Debbie, you're gonna have to throw some um some sounds, some of your expert uh <laughs> sounds, please. Just give Be us gone. an example, please. Be gone! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, and also that's another thing in Buddhism, demons do not like being laughed at so have a good laugh at the demons in fact i put a little <laughs> that on my youtube channel recently the demons do not like being laughed at and it's not nice to laugh at humans we want to laugh with people not at people but it's okay to laugh at demons when they try to take us over but be gone you stupid demonic be gone <laughs> and that's magic <laughs> as Paul Daniels would say <laughs> not a lot <laughs> oh I just I'm sorry to go off topic did you ever get one of those Paul Daniels um magic sets no because <laughs> as you know my name's Debbie I used to get taken the mickey out of all the time Oh shit! Yeah, yeah Debbie, <laughs> that was his. That was his missus' name. Exactly. Yeah. So I was always the assistant. I wasn't allowed to be the magician because I was the real Debbie. <laughs> yeah, he was. They, they are worthy to have you amongst their circles, Debbie. <laughs> but I can't they deny. Worthy, as, love. as a child, Paul Daniels was entertaining. You know, oh. might laugh at him now, but as a child, I was quite you know, amazed it's, by what he did. Was it Saturday night it came on? Was it Saturday mm -hmm. or Sunday? Yeah, Saturday. well, sure one of them, Saturday. yes. Saturday. Yeah, one of them, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sway towards Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think anybody, anybody with half a brain would want to watch Paul Daniels on Sunday. Okay. And he was another one that tried to keep everything uplifted, didn't he? He was always yeah. smiling, chirpy, you know, a little twinkle in his eye, and it made people feel good, and it might probably made him feel good as well. Have you gone? Are you there? I'm going to bring you back with some magic. General Lee, return, return. Oh, hey, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I just did some magic to call you back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yes. Oh shit. Yeah. Um Paul Daniels. He actually he, he was um he was like what one of the highest ones of the magical order in England, you know. Yes. What was it called now? It, 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 I'm not sure magic what it's circle. called. It, magic circle. The magic circle. Mm. I go past um, the club quite often. I... Oh, is it still going now? Yeah, Magic Circle's been going for a very long time. Yeah, it's still there. No, you're beginning to break up, but I'm actually going to have to go soon. Yes, I, I was just going to say, I'm just checking on the time now. I, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know how time went so quickly. I did a quick time check just now. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's uh, it's as flu. Um, 
you've completely changed um, today for me um, in a positive way. Well, that's good. Thank you very much. And I'm, I'm being deadly serious with that. As you know, I spoke to you before we started recording. Uh, thank you. I really, really appreciate speaking to you today, of all days. Um, <clears throat> well, I always enjoy chatting with you as well, and I look forward to yeah, it. Yeah, so it's always fun. Yes, <laughs> yes um, it certainly is. I think it's been uh, a yet more fascination for me, Debbie. The way you, you present um, your research is it's next level. Um, I respect uh, that and you an awful lot. As you you know that anyway though, don't you? I respect you too. And I respect all Thank the magicians that went before us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Respect to Oliver Levi. Uh, I'm sure you'll be listening somewhere. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. And Bethamet. Um, Bethamet always yeah. appears when his name's called. He'll be there listening. Hopefully we've done him a good service. <laughs> yes. Um, thanks a lot again, Debbie. Um, I can't wait till we speak again. But I'll try and get this out in the next couple of days. Well, I will get it out in the next couple of days, actually. Um, I'll just wait till I try and get this. It's like a decent connection because it is pants in this room. Um, I'm sure there'll be another area that'll be all right. But yeah, Debbie, once again, mind blowing. You're just incredible. You really are. Um, before before we go, um, would you like to let everybody know where they can get hold of you if you've got any questions, etc. And plug your show as well, please. Well, I have a website, debbie-elliot.co.uk, and there's a contact author there. I've written quite a few books, all with a bit of a theological theme. They're all a bit different, so maybe you'll find something there you'd like to read. And my YouTube channel is DJ Elliot. And I always enjoy having a chat with you generally. I really look forward to next time. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Uh, like I said, you have um, completely changed everything to and. Thank you. He's an awful lot to me. Um, I can't wait till we speak again. I'm going to start recording now, Debbie, but yeah. Thank you very much, dear. Thank you. I'll stop it. <laughs> no problem, love. No problem. I'm just going to start recording now. six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit